1: good morning i'm dale johnson it was my privilege back in two thousand nine to be among two million people at president barack obama's first inauguration a ceremony which has obviously changed over the years dating back to seventeen eighty nine when george washington was sworn into office Bob Kerry has agreed to spend some time with me on Inauguration Day. Nebraska Governor from 1983 to 1987, Nebraska U.S. Senator from 1989 to 2001. Bob, as governor, did you attend Ronald Reagan's inauguration back in '85? Uh, yes, I did. What are your memories of that inauguration?
0: Well, actually, well, it was grand. You know, it was uh it's, it's a, it's a really quite a wonderful moment in American democracy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I mean, I supported Walter Mondale, but. Uh, president reagan won and uh, we celebrated uh not just his victory but we celebrated the continuation of you know 250 years of peaceful transition of power
1: i'm guessing you were at george H. W.'s swearing in in 89
0: my first one is actually just to let you know that i'm much older than you my first one was actually uh president nixon's in 72 oh my um i know they, they they just had cars. They just the cars were just coming on the market. So,
1: <laughs> what were you doing in your life that you made it to the Nixon inauguration?
0: Uh, the Medal of Honor uh, Society are 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 honored guests at all inaugurations. Uh, not not the Biden one, of course, because nobody you know nobody other than former member of Congress are going. I I chose not to, having survived not getting COVID thus far. Uh, I'd hate to go to the inauguration and discover that. Ted Cruz gave me COVID, so I'm not going to go. <laughs> it's a national celebration. It, even uh, even if you don't support the person who's being sworn in, it is a it really is a, a, a remarkable event, and a lot of it goes all the way back to George Washington, who of course won every single electoral college vote in both of his races, but he resigned his commission for the military before. Uh, coming back into New York City to be honored, um, because he he believed that uh, there should be a civilian uh, president, and given the opportunity to run for a third term, uh, he chose not to. Again, I'm nothing against Roosevelt for running for a third and a fourth, but it's he believed in a peaceful transition of power, and and though uh, they were both from Virginia, uh, he was no fan of. Of Jefferson when Jefferson came in four years later, he was a fan of John and At- John Adams, but anyway it's, it 's it's this peaceful transition, regardless of how unpopular the winning candidate is that 's what you do. We did that with i didn 't go to uh, president trump 's uh, inauguration uh, i didn 't actually go to either of the uh, inaugurations of President Obama, but I watched both. I celebrated both it 's a quite remarkable. Part of, a, of American democracy worthy of celebrating
1: yeah, and this is equally remarkable. the fact that there is not a person on this planet that has seen what we have seen uh, today with this inauguration and what's happened in the last two weeks or so with the uprising of January sixth and and then President Trump throwing Vice President Pence under the bus for what he wouldn't do for him uh, on the confirmation of the Electoral College and on and on and on and on. And on. And,
0: and 400,000 Americans dead from a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought what uh, the president elected last night was uh, really important and good uh, with 400 lights along the reflecting pool, which is one of the most impressive sights in the Capitol um, uh, from either direction, either looking. Towards the Washington Monument, or looking back at, at Lincoln sitting uh, in his uh, memorial, so it, it's quite a remarkable location. And I thought a truly wonderful thing that President Biden did and Kamala Harris did by remembering that you know in less than a year we've four hundred thousand Americans have died and are still. Uh, you know, I don't know what the total was yesterday, but probably a couple thousand more Americans died yesterday, and I don't think. It, I just don't think we should should become so numb to it. We don't recognize the loss of this year and the trauma because the trauma has been substantial, well, far more than the in the assault on the on the on the capital. To my mind, in terms of the impact on the country, is. Uh, is the death of nearly half a million
1: Americans. Bob, during the president's remarks before he boarded Air Force One and took off for his resort in Florida, he claimed that he has a 91% approval rating among veterans. And I know that during his administration, you were asked about remarks made by the president and actions taken or not taken by the president regard regarding veterans. Are veterans in this country better or worse off? And do you believe in that 91% approval rating?
0: well uh, no i don't it, 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 it to be uh, accurate it's, it's probably the last lie he gets to tell as President of the united States no i don 't believe it. Uh, I think there actually is evidence thanks it, it hasn't been remarked out very much, but among the areas where there is a substantial amount of bipartisan effort in the Congress is tried to take care of our veterans now we've there's been a, a number of incidents that indicate um, you know that uh, we aren't doing a perfect job, but uh, I do think you know, if you look at what uh... the Republicans and Democrats did in both the House and Senate it's to try to come together to try to answer the question, how do we take care of Americans' veterans? Especially, you know, we've been a war. We've had a war going on in Afghanistan since 2002, uh... with men and women constantly deploying to uh, a war zone that many Americans, frank, quite frankly, might not even be aware they're doing. Uh, so i th- I think. I I, I think the president is is certainly justified in saying that a lot of good things have been done to help America's veterans in the last four years. But uh, as to whether or not it's 91 percent support, there's no question that a lion's share of that credit goes to the Congress itself. And and the American people need to understand that. This is not a a shot at, at former President Trump. This is a recognition that Um, We need to we need to praise the Republicans and Democrats that have, in a bipartisan way, done what they could to improve the quality of life for men and women who've worn the uniform. I
1: want to circle back to January 6th. Your thoughts, having seen some of the cell phone video of the rioters moving up the steps and coming very close to an open door where the Senate was in session meeting, talking about the Electoral College, turned left instead of right thanks to a a capital security guard. But having been in that chamber, Bob, as a U.S. senator, did did you have any what were your thoughts when you saw the rioters moving up the steps?
0: Well, my my number one concern was for the staff. I mean, uh, again, it's uh, 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 Nebraskans should pay attention to a simple fact, which is we have 535 elected people in the Congress. In this case, the vice president was there as well. And uh, at that time, uh, by that time, the president turned against Vice President Pence. Uh, I mean, his his speech. Just to be clear, if you l- listen to the speech and then read the statute, the federal statute on insurrection, they align. Uh, and the president early in his administration said, "If I do it, it can't be legal." Uh, that's not correct. Uh, but in those 535 uh, House and Senate office, you know, let's say there's 20 young people. The average age is less than 35. They are responsible for 90% of the work that gets done in the Congress. Every single budget is done by, by, by the staffers. Yes, the members vote on it, but the actual work is done by those young people, and they had to be terrified. I know the members were terrified, and I worried about, about, about their— about their, but I want young people to say, I want to go to work in Washington. I want to be an intern. I don't want to go into the Capitol and have my parents have the same attitude that my parents had when I deployed to Vietnam. I want them to feel safe, and I don't want them to feel safe as a consequence of having a, a permanent uh, deployment of 15,000 National Guardsmen uh, protecting the Capitol. We've got to get, the regular order is we respect the Capitol Police, and we respect the minimal amount of security that's on that on the Capitol building. We don't expect the Capitol Police to be able to turn back a mob of 10,000 or so uh uh, crazed individuals and mobs are crazed individuals collectively. Um, so it's a. I, I, I was. I worried that that young Americans might say, "Oh gosh, you know, is, is it safe in that building?" Uh, members of Congress are going to get their protection, um, but I, I I worry that young people might say, "Gee, maybe maybe it's not going to be safe for me to go." work I think it is going to be safe for them to go. I think Americans were appalled by it. Republicans and Democrats saw this and said, "This is unacceptable." This is this is really uh, dangerous uh, and in many cases illegal behavior, and we want it punished. Uh, I mean, I watched the faces. I, I recognized. I mean, it's not like I know the individuals. But the most, maybe the most, the, the sad and the angriest I got during in the whole thing was watching these men and women after they had crashed the building, after uh, uh you know at that point four people we knew were dead. Uh, after all this had happened, they're taking selfies of each other and celebrating and high-fiving, like they had done something good. And I'm sure now, when they go back home, they oh, my God, I, I, I didn't realize what was going on. And, and, and that's quite common with a mob. So I'm sympathetic to many of the people that were a, a part of that. You just get carried away, and it's not easy uh, to, to pull back. So, but I, I do think Americans were appalled, Republicans, Democrats, independents, well, look at this and said, this is unacceptable. Uh, and I, uh, I, I seriously doubt uh, that our security personnel, whether it's the Capitol Police or the National Guard or the FBI or all the agencies, that I seriously doubt they're going to take any threat to the civility of the Capitol, uh, anything other than deadly serious. So if, if, if you're on Twitter and you make some threatening remark about a member of Congress, don't be surprised that the next knock on your door is the FBI. Uh, because I think Americans look at this thing now, again, all, across all, all political uh, orientations, that this is unacceptable. Uh, we can't threaten the people that are in the Capitol, uh, elected and otherwise, exercising a really important part of this remarkable constitutional requirement that we have a peaceful transition of power.
1: My belief is, and it's the belief of others, that his Trump's presidency will be defined by being impeached twice and the January 6th riots. What other moments do you recall in summing up Trump's four years, Bob?
0: Uh, I've only met him once, so I don't really know him. Uh, But so I, I just from the beginning, why do you have to say things that everybody knows isn't true? Why do you have to take every criticism personal uh, as an assault on your on your character? Why can't you give other people credit? Uh, you know, it, I, I expect and one of the good things about President Biden, even if you disagree with his policies, you're going to see somebody who says, "Here's something that President Trump did before me that I'm going to give him credit for." He's not going to be afraid to give. Obama, I mean, Trump Trump credit or George W. Bush credit or predecessor's credit, he's not going to be, and, and, and if, I think if he makes mistakes, he's going to be willing to share the blame. Um, and, it, and I don't know if he's always this way, but the president left me with the impression that unless there was something in it for him, uh, he wouldn't do it. And unless he could claim total credit for it, he wouldn't do it. I don't recall him ever saying, here's a mistake I made. Here's something I wish I had done differently. Uh, so I, I just, there's a, there's, it's a personal side. And the personal, it's the first time in my life I haven't been able to say to my children, not my grandchildren, there's somebody you should admire. Ronald Reagan was somebody I could tell my kids to admire. So, by the way, was Richard Nixon, to put it, to, to, to maybe say something unpopular in Democratic circles. Certainly that's a, the, the case with George Herbert Walker Bush and George W. Bush. We had plenty of political fights uh, and arguments, but I admired their behavior. I admired the way they conduct, and, and I don't admire the behavior of former President uh, Trump. What else you want to talk about, Bob? What else is on your mind? Uh, well, I'm just grateful that both you and I are are alive, and yeah. uh, you know, it's, I think it's going to be a. I do think that well, among the things that that uh, President uh, Biden is is doing is the obvious things necessary to put this to get get the this pandemic behind us uh, going to use the power of our military my goodness whatever else you think of our fighting forces they're great at logistics and so to use the use the federal law that allows the military to get more engaged with maybe building even hospitals or facilities or wherever to get the vaccine uh, deployed to americans i th- i i do expect and, and and you know maybe me just being too hopeful. Well, I think by summer, um, this is going to be a part of our history. Unfortunately, it's going to be part of our history that includes at that point maybe a half a million dead Americans. So, and I so I'm, I am optimistic about uh, what's going on now. I do think there's a chastening that's occurred. Yes, we still have uh, Trump supporters that are angry, many perhaps getting angrier things I'm saying here this morning. But I think the majority of, of Americans, a large majority of Americans, want the debates to go forward in a peaceful fashion. Whether the debate is about abortion or the debate is about taxes or debate about size of the government or health care or immigration, you can raise your voice, and can get angry, but it's got to be peaceful and it's got to be as honest as you possibly can. I, I, I do think it's been a, a chastening moment for American democracy and a good moment in the end for American democracy.
1: Bob, thanks for your time. Appreciate you making yourself available from New York City. You're good? You're well? well you said you, you don't have COVID? I, I'm well, your family's no, I'm good?
0: All as all well on my end. Good. I've, I've nothing but gratitude every day when I get up.
1: Good. I'm the same way. Bob Carey joining me today on Inauguration Day.